Hey, Josh Felber here. Super excited for today's guest. If you've ever had a partner, you're working with a partner now in your business, um, as well as how to level up your business or level up your products and not just settle for what everybody else is doing and make them the best products, you got to check out today's guest, Brian Littlefield. He is the co-founder of Jocko Fuel with uh, partners Peter and also Jocko Willink. So check today's episode out. It's going to blow your mind. Make sure you guys take some notes and don't forget to subscribe and share this video as well. Hey, if you're all about freedom here in the USA, Second Amendment rights, uh, the Constitution, anything, you got to check out my favorite website. It's tacticalgearmarket.com, tacticalgearmarket.com. It has everything from whatever you need to retrofit your uh, weapons to survival gear to backpacks to whatever you need, first aid gear to keep yourself ready and to have yourself ready, ammo, anything like that that you need is right at tacticalgear.com. It's a U.S. company right here in Ohio. So again, check out tacticalgear.com. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super excited for today's guest. Most of you probably have known, but maybe for the few that don't, Jocko Fuel, the company, is gaining worldwide recognition for shaking up the energy drink industry and is rapidly becoming a leader in the nutritional supplements, functional food, and beverages world. Paving the way in product development, co-founder and mad scientist Brian Littlefield, who is known for pushing the limits of what's possible with clean ingredients and a balanced, holistic approach. So I'm excited to welcome Brian Littlefield to Making Bank today. Josh, man, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to join you. Uh, for sure. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Uh, I've been a user of your guys' products for a long time. Uh, my boys love it. We're all in the martial arts and everything as well, like you. Uh, so uh, excited to kind of learn about your background and just really what got you successful and why did you guys start the company and everything. So Tell us a little bit about your background. Did you start out as an entrepreneur doing stuff as you were a kid or did it kind of happen later on in life? Um, you know, what's interesting is my father was very entrepreneurial. Uh, he had a, I, I call him a multiple time failed entrepreneur. And, uh, it, and, and I say that with the most respect, he's, he's since passed now, but uh, he was an amazing person and an, an amazing father. He was always there. You know, he always wanted to prioritize the family uh, over time like working and grinding and doing things so he had a strong foundation with us at home very much into sports he coached a lot of different sports but he had a number of businesses he owned a painting business for a while and he did a number of other different things so he was very entrepreneurial but um he just never landed you know massive success by any means sure. so um you know i get my i think i get some of my entrepreneurial spirit from him that's for sure uh, I would say I get my work ethic from my mother. She was an absolute grinder working like third shift as an LPN, putting herself back to school mm. as an RN. You know, she's just, she was an absolute machine. So I definitely get that from her. And, you know, I, I kind of, you know, in high school, we had this thing before Craigslist. It was called the 
Uncle Henry's and we would, you know, me and a buddy of mine, we would find deals and we would buy things and then we'd go and we'd flip them and we'd do these types of things to try and like make money, you know, and, you know, aside from like little high school jobs. So uh, the magazine would come out like every Thursday and we'd go grab it and we'd, you know, pour through it looking for deals on cars or something like that, like a cheap thousand dollar car and we'd go and try and, you know, clean it up and flip it or something. So, you know, that's the type of mindset that we, that we had, that I had. And, you know, it kind of just continued from there. When I went off to college originally, I, I went into motorsports. And so I was doing, you know, custom like fiberglass kick boxes and several for boxes and, mm. and um, some machined parts out of my garage and selling them online and in like these niche communities. Uh, so I, I kind of always had that spirit, but you know, somewhere along the way, I kind of lost the path. And most people that know what, know who Jocko is, know what that means. And I had become like very unhealthy. My family, as I mentioned, my father was very sports oriented. And when I fell away from ball sports and got into like cars and girls, I just like, I lost focus on priorities, <laughs> I would say. And because um, I think sports, like sports for high school kids and, and younger, is super important. So, yeah. um, in hindsight, you know, it's one of those things when you move away from that, you lose the physical activity and the teamwork and work ethic and things like that. So, I think they're super important. But I veered off. Thankfully, I landed back on course. But I got to a point where I was, you know, my freshman year in college, I was living very unhealthy and had ballooned up to like 265 pounds of like, not muscle, like very much like fat. <laughs> right. I was fat. Yeah, I was, I was fat and, uh, un un unhealthy. You know, I was in my early twenties and like, um, pre-hypertensive. My doctor was like, man, you need to lose weight. Like it was a, you know, he, you know, had, we had a real conversation and I, you know, I flipped a switch. And when I did that, um, I am one of those people that like I dive in head first and I kind of like get laser focused on things. I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. Uh, they just, you know, when they lock onto something, they become, at least I do become a little bit obsessed with it. So sure. I became obsessed with all things like fitness, nutrition, all the different diet types and fads. And then of course landed on nutraceuticals and supplements and all forms of supplementation and how to basically give you some level of competitive edge. And it, in the early days, it was like, how can I get healthier and lose fat? I don't want to say lose weight, but lose fat faster and gain more muscle. You know, there's mm. a balance of time there, but you know, that's what I was interested in. So i quickly found myself, you know, getting my coursework done, coming home and then being up all night long, reading about clinical literature on, you know, adaptogenic herbs and vitamins and nutrients and obscure uh, chemicals that uh, have been shown to have, you know, science-backed data to to be able to try out. And I was my own guinea pig for years. So I tried basically anything and everything early on, along with the diet fads and the different types of workouts and things like that. So, you know, I spent a decade really building this weird database of knowledge that I didn't plan on... Um, really applying for business. Well, I was training jujitsu, teaching jujitsu, and I had um, competed in MMA and I was surrounded in that community. I was pulled in for some fight camps. I was training guys and, you know, I ended up becoming like the go-to guy for people when they wanted to like cut weight, 
get nutritional advice, get supplementation advice. That's cool. And I was like, okay, there's something here. So I went to the guy who owned the jiu-jitsu school at the time that I was teaching for, and I was actually running the gym. Um, that's a whole other story, but I was running his gym for him for a while. And, you know, when he, when he came back, he had like a hiatus. And when he came back, I was like, Hey, like, let's open up a, we were in a plaza. I was like, let's open up a supplement store because these, you know, at least all of our customers are, are, you know, going out and buying stuff. We're basically sending people, I'm, I'm giving people recommendations. They're going on, you know, Amazon and everybody back then and everywhere else. And I'm like, we can at least sell to them and we can open it to the public and see how it goes. So we opened up a small brick and mortar supplement store and it was successful. You know, we made money. We didn't make a killing, but it was, it was a profitable business. And what was more important was instead of like learning at the ingredient level, I got to learn on like the company and brand and formulation level, because Mm. when you're an independent store, these companies just send you samples and products and samples and products and the salesmen are hitting you up. And so I just, yeah, became a sponge with all the information and then started curating all these programs for, for people. And of course myself and just soaked it all up. So fast forward a couple of years, I meet Pete Roberts, the founder of origin and I'm heavily into jujitsu at this time. And I was like, man, like I'd love to help you with that mission but it was a distraction for what from what I'm doing. But I was passionate about his idea of bringing manufacturing back to the United States with American-made geese and things like that. All the products that exist now didn't exist then. It was just jujitsu geese. Gotcha. So I started helping him build that part of the business as far as outreach goes, building the wholesale division of the business that didn't exist, and quickly got to a point where he's like, "Hey, man, like we can't support the initiative that you're doing. Would you consider moving back to Maine? Because I grew up in Maine, but." I was in Ohio at the time and I, that's where my shop was. So I was like, yeah, I'd consider it. So we talked more and you know, I, one of the things I had said to Pete was like, man, if we, if I move back there, like we got to consider doing nutrition at some point. And he's like, yeah, you know, we'll discuss it or whatever. So I put what I was doing and what I had known kind of on the back burner for this passion and to help Pete knowing I'm like, man, I really can see the potential here. I'm going to join forces with this guy who's crazy in the absolute best way possible, who decided to (laughs) cut down, he like decided to cut down woods in his backyard and build this little timber frame factory. But I saw this incredible potential and I, and I also, we aligned so much uh, vision wise. It it just was, um, it was uncanny. So I moved back to Maine, joined forces with him in April of 16. And in June, we buy out a small supplement company. And okay. it was just like that. It was like rapid. It just popped up and he's like, Hey man, this is now like, here's the time where, where we partner up. You do you, I'll do me. And we joined forces and, and, uh, the nutrition we ran that we rebranded it origin. We ran that for about a year, but that's when we, we got introduced to Jocko. Jocko was actually trying to reach out to us because of the American made geese. Cause he's such a supporter of American manufacturing. He's like a true patriot. Yeah, and sure. when he realized we were doing nu- nutrition, we talked, and you know, Jocko's big thing was like, "Can we do it clean and um, really like without compromise?" And I was like, right. "Absolutely!" You know, we just have to put the people before profits, but it's still a healthy business. 
we just have to have that sacrifice. And if you're good with that, then absolutely. And of course he was good with that. Like he's, that's what he does. Like he's a right. people, he takes care of people. He doesn't feed them garbage. So it was like a match made in heaven, you know, and I, I call it the trifecta where Pete can, you know, he has a design and marketing background. He owned a, a marketing business for many years before origin. So he helped design and, and, and brand and market the product. I built and created all the formulas and positioned them to really be an extension of Jocko. And then of course, Jocko is the megaphone. And um, yeah, that was, that was where it kicked off. I don't know how, I don't know if you want me to keep rolling. No, that's awesome. That's, yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's, it, that's, yeah. That's a good story. <laughs> like leading up to it, like, you know, knowing where, you know, kind of where you came from and, you know, obviously, you know, when you look back from that point now, you're like, man, all that, night of research I was doing and things like that, you know, for myself and uh, everything else was obviously you were, you know, putting in the time for what was going to happen in the future that you didn't even know about. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of, I just heard one of those, like there's, there's online people that you keep seeing pop up in your feed and stuff. And he mentioned that one of the guys, I forget his name, but one of the guys he mentions, he's like, a lot of the people that I've seen find success were doing something and kind of created a craft. And that's like, it's looked at as like overnight success, but they did it for five years or a decade or two decades before they really, you know, broke out. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the important things that you guys are really focused on and, you know, from when you partner with Jocko is, is focus on bringing a clean, healthy product because, a lot, most of them have so much garbage. And then some people like, oh, they promote clean products, but then you start to read the ingredients and it's like, all right, well, some of them are, but then the rest are <laughs> like, why would you want to put it in your body? And then, I mean, just like us, we own a big um, health and wellness company. Um, we make all natural dental products and uh, teeth whitener that JP Sears promotes, but all of our products that we formulate right here in Ohio are made like 100% clean. It's like everything in them has got to be the best, the, the, uh, most natural or organic or whatever that might be, um, you know, to help people. Cause when you have clean products, it helps the body heal. And obviously you guys are doing that with, uh, your supplements, your supplement lines, um, you know, clean, clean energy drinks and, and, and everything else as well. At kind of now moving forward, you know, as you guys have been really growing, um, what were some of the challenges and hurdles now that obviously, you know, Jock was on board, you guys are ramping up and growing this and you're starting to pop into retail everywhere. <laughs> you know, what's kind of some of those challenges you guys have been hitting and how you're navigating through those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we run into all the normal business challenges of a rapidly growing company, like maintain, like keep it up with cash flow. Like if when your growth exceeds your cash flow, you have to you know, get creative. You start you start your, your CFO comes under pressure, you know what I mean? Like, and we have a phenomenal CFO, uh, in Don Miller and you know, it's, it's most of the classic things that you would get. And then the, the, the things that we, the unique things that we deal with that I deal with in particular are during this COVID situation where supply chain has become crazy. Mm. We like everything is inflated, but when you take something like monk fruit, which is a sweetener that we've, we've stood yeah. behind since day one, and when it goes from, you know, $275 a kilo to $425 a kilo, your, your cost of goods goes through the roof and you have to, you know, stick to your word and, and maintain 
you know, maintain your positioning because you're not going to pivot and start introducing artificial sweeteners or things like that. So we also embrace the idea of constant improvement. And one thing that was interesting with Jocko when I started with him, I thought because his whole thing is discipline equals freedom. And he's so like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, the dude has like endured like real shit. And so when I talk to him about like flavoring and sweetness and what the product should taste like, I'm like, does it matter? And he's like, it absolutely matters. And I'm like, interesting. I thought you'd be like, I thought he was going to come from the position of like, just deal with it. You know what I mean? It's good for you. No. And, and his reasoning made all the sense in the world. And that's, what's continued to push us, which was his objective is to get as many people as he calls on the path as possible. Meaning like living a healthy lifestyle, being a little bit better every day. And if we don't give them something that can truly pull them from the toxic option to the healthy option, then we're not doing our job. And that has pushed us to continue to evolve the products. And one of the things we did over the last uh, year, we spent the first half of this year, you know, going to, you know, lands of earth on options on new technology and we found finally another sweetener that we could stand behind and that was um an alternative to every other option on the market that didn't exist when we started and we were able to use that tweak our natural flavor systems and improve the flavors of the energy drinks significantly i mean in my opinion they went from like a six to you know a nine and a ten depending on which flavor you know and flavors preference but we really had to level it up because people knew it was going to be healthy. They knew it was going to be efficacious. But, you know, if we want to help the masses get away from the toxic options on the market, we just had to go back to the drawing board and say, like, listen, our shit's not good enough. And no, we're not going to phase them out and try and hide from the fact that we didn't do a good enough job in the beginning. We're just going to own it. And we're going to say, listen, we did everything we could at the time, but now we can do better. And we're just going to go back there and reinvent ourselves. And that's what we just did. And we're super excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And actually interesting because I was going to ask you a little bit about that because I know um, with the original flavor, I like the, the first version of this, I guess you could call it before you guys updated it. What did you guys have pushback from people that were drinking it that you're like, all right, hey, we need to change this? Or were you more like, yeah, we like it, but we know we can do better. And, and then kind of went from there because I know. I really liked it. My kids, then we, when you guys switched it, we're like, whoa, this is really sweet, mm-hmm. you know, compared to the original. Yeah. But then, um, you know, but then when you understand the other, uh, the other ingredient and everything put in, it's actually not <laughs> pure sugar or anything that you're yeah, drinking yeah. with it and, and makes it go from good to crap and everything. And so fortunately, we know, uh, you know, we use monk fruit in some of our products and things like that as well. So I'm familiar with some of the ingredients, a lot of the ingredients that you guys use and everything. But, um, so I guess what was kind of that point why you guys are like, oh, wait, we got to we, we need to make this shift because it is a six or was that customer feedback or more internal? So it was a number of things. It was it was both of those. It was also retailer feedback. So we had landed some mm. major accounts with retailers, but there were some big ones that I can't name that, <laughs> you know, it got really close to the finish line and two big names walked away and they said the same thing. We just don't think the flavor profile and the sweetness profile, the taste is just not where it needs to be to hang with the the, the bigger, you know. The sugary the drinks. The OGs. Yeah, the sugary drinks. Right. 
that's <laughs> call it a, a spade a spade it's um the sugary drinks and you know that's just not what we make so we were like okay we know we need to improve period and um instead like i said instead of like hiding it or trying to like craft yeah. a narrative that was like you know these flavors are expiring and then bring no we just like you know, we're going to reinvent ourselves. We're going to upgrade the flavors. And yes, uh, sweetness changed on some of the flavors, but the flavor itself really changed on a lot of flavors. Um, some of our flavors have really, like we had a, um, a sweet tea lemonade flavor that was mm, yeah. flavor and, you know, Dakota Myers flavor. Cause we have signature flavors, Dakota Myers flavor, black cherry vanilla. They just leveled up so much that it's not even comparable. I mean, there's a guy who, who does energy drink reviews. That's his whole channel is he does energy drink reviews. And he's a he's a real sommelier or whatever. And he's a great guy. And he rated one of our flavors as the worst drink he had ever had. Now, since he says he's tried way worse, but at the time he had rated it's the worst flavor he had ever had. And we actually connected and I talked to him. And he's like, man, it, it sucks because I know your drink. I know how good it works and I know how clean it is. You know, it'd be great if you guys could could really improve. And he didn't know we were. So I got a hold of him. And when we had the new flavors, I was like, I'd love to, you for, to jump on a call and review these, you know, behind closed doors and give, give me your opinion. He's like, this is crazy because now you can sit on the shelf with all the other drinks except nobody has to compromise their health now. He's like, These, you're really, you really did something. And I was like, hey, listen, like you just, it took, you know, when you get stuck in a rut of like, like sales are good and sales were growing. It's not like sales were tanking, like sales were continuing right. to grow, double digit growth, like, like really blitz scaling. And, you know, you can look at that and you can go, Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. That retailer buyer, they just don't like us, you know, or that customer. We don't get a lot of customer negativity, but you know, like that customer didn't know what they were talking about, or you can't please everyone and get into sure. that mindset. And that's just not what we decided to do. And it's paid dividends so far because like even the velocity in store where it started to hit the retailers with the new flavors, we've gotten 20, 30, 40% lift. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. What I uh, know we got a few minutes left. Yeah. Um, with uh, kind of like where you guys are heading, how do you guys see your position, and you know, what are you kind of looking from a vision standpoint, um, and how you're driving the company, and want to you know, kind of that end goal with it. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we're launching a Mulk, uh, which is our protein ready to drink RTD. So we're going into that muscle milk, core power space. Um, sure. Not as crowded as the energy drink section, uh, but it, but their their particular products do have cult followings. You know, I like to say we're going to continue to create products that give people non toxic options. Like that's what we're going to do. So when we see a category where there's, in my opinion, low hanging fruit, you know, because that's not how we develop products early on. We develop products early on, like, hey, Jocko wants to take this product. So I need to create a formula and build a product around it. Everything from packaging to sourcing to manufacturing and things like that. So now it's it's gone to a point where we see an industry and we're like, we can disrupt that because X. And usually it's based around making a healthier or more efficacious or both option. So we're just going to continue to do that. We're just going to continue to 
create awesome products, build the awareness of creating a community around being better every day and being able to do it truly healthy and um, just keep eating market share. Awesome. What, uh, obviously you have partners, you know, Jocko, Pete, how have you found the best way to really work with multiple partners and, and, you know, alignment and, you know, in, in the direction that you guys are headed? Yeah, it's a amazing thing. You know, I, I get asked, like, how did you get aligned with these guys? And you kind of got the story uh, behind how, how that happened. Because um, it's like, it's a dream come true to be able to formulate products for Jocko, like an American, you know, hero. And, and, right. and to work with Pete, who's, you know, one of our, one of the entrepreneurial visionaries of, of the, of this century. Um, I, I truly believe that. And you know, what it takes is compromise. It, it takes compromise and it takes working with your partners, not putting each other in a corner. You know, when you have three people, it's easy to put one in a corner. Like when you have three people in a conversation, you know, it's different than, than like having one partner, you have one partner, you have ideas and you're kind of like, you're going back and forth. It's actually harder in my opinion with three people because it's easy for one person to kind of like, let's say fall into a void of like constantly feeling like they're not heard or whatever. Sure. And that hasn't been our relationship since day one. You know, we don't put each other in a corner. We're going to obviously give our feedback and, you know, especially with, with three people, you know, I would say very, I don't know how to say it politically correct, but, uh, men's men, you know what I mean? We all do. We all have families. We embrace strong personalities. Strong type personalities. <laughs> we hunt. We're all black belts. Like we, you know, it's, it's just, that's who we are. And it's easy for, it's easy for, as long as you know that everyone has an ego, everybody has an ego, period. I don't care how humble someone is. They have an ego. And mm-hmm. you have to be able to check your ego, embrace humility, and really understand that like, just because you think you know the right path or you think you know the right decision doesn't mean that's, direct, that's the direction that you need to go. It just isn't. Like You have to be able to compromise with one another. And I have found that to be the best tool to be able to work with guys like Pete and Jocko on a regular basis. Awesome. Guys, I hope you guys are really paying attention. Listen to what Brian's talking about today. He's dropped some amazing insights uh, mixed in with his story, as well as just some direct comments and everything that you can take and apply. Uh, just right now, just you know, talking about how to work with partners, whether it's just one partner, whether it's multiple partners, super important. Um, so you can figure out how to get along. I've had mo- different partners over the years, and <laughs> it's always been a challenge sometimes, especially when you when you all have strong personalities and and everything. But go back, listen to this again, watch it, take those notes, and then start to apply it in your life, in your business, and everything else you have going on today. Brian, uh, just any last words that you want to wrap up with before we close out? No, not really. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the time. I, I uh, just, uh, it's, it's fun to talk about business. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm a student of business. You've had, obviously, a some incredible people on the podcast. It was a quick talk. I'm happy to join you anytime you want to talk. And uh, For sure. We're always happy to have you back. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, no, if you, you know, obviously I, I got to plug the, the companies and, um, you know, if you can check out. Jocko yeah, just, yeah. I mean, where do you want people to find out more about you guys and, and you? 
Yeah, go to jockofuel.com to check out all of our nutritional products. Go to originmain.com to check out any of the geese, American-made boots, jeans. Um, on that side of the business, Pete's making everything. He's launching an entire American-made hunt line. Um, you know, handcrafted in the that's US awesome. here from scratch. So it's a, uh, it's it's awesome. And then um, yeah, that's the, those are the spots. Super cool, guys. Check out jockofuel.com. Brian's all over the internet as well, too, so you can find him and connect with him. And again, thank you for your time today, Brian. Just an honor to have you on the show, and I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. I am Josh Felbert. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.